Welcome to the One Two Six Pod. There we go, Jackson kicking us off. Hey, the One Two Six Boys are back at you. Got a couple topics to discuss, Jackie. Yeah. Should we get right into it? Yeah. All right. So tell everybody what happened uh, this week. Talk, talk to, talk to the peeps. So basically, we went to the Browns Ravens Monday Night Football game. Did you know you were going? No. How'd it go down? Oh, guys, we're going to the dentist today. <laughs> I mean, doctor. Oh, wait, no, we're going to the Browns Ravens game. Oh. So three hours later and a trunk full of uh, long johns, extra coats, double gloves, foot warmers, hand warmers, all that kind of stuff, we got to Cleveland Brown Stadium. Got out, got into the game, sitting lakeside in 300 level. Tell everybody, so you went to one Browns game last year. Tell everybody what it was like this year walking into the stadium without 65,000 people there. Just what was the feeling? What was the atmosphere like? Paint a picture for everybody. It was, like, way different because, um, one, there's only, like, 12,000 fans. Instead of everyone just trying to, like, squish together, you had, like, a bunch of space. Like, half the seats – in your row, over half of them. In your section. In your section, in your row, were all, like, zip-tied, so nobody could sit in them. And then there was, like, they would always skip a row, so there'd be a bunch of people, and then they'd skip a row, and there'd be a bunch of other people. So for the – so for the pe- so just to paint a, add more color to that, so there was nobody in front of us two rows down. Those that, there was nobody in the row in front of us, two rows in front of us, the seats that people were sitting in were probably 10 seats over. So we were within a, we were within 15 feet of anybody the entire night. What about the masks? What was the rule on that? Um, I don't know. We just like didn't wear a mask at our seat. And then you always had to wear a mask. You always had to wear a mask at, um, when you were inside like the club. Well, you're supposed to wear the mask the entire time. You guys had the face guards that were all over your face to prevent you from really just getting cold, but it also was the same mask that you wear to school for COVID stuff. So you were protected there. We had our masks on. Every other adult did. They had people checking the stadium in the aisles. and they'd have, uh, The rushers would have signs up reminding people to keep their masks on when they're outside, when they're not eating or drinking. So they did a nice job of trying to keep people safe, but it still allowed them to enjoy the game. Uh, so then the temperature was 28 degrees before wind chill. Were you freezing or uh, how were you temperature-wise? I honestly wasn't that cold because mom made us wear like Under Armour, a mini sweatshirt, long sleeves, a sweatshirt, and then the, a coat. <laughs> so you were good. And then we had two pairs of pants, three pairs of socks, foot warmers, and hand warmers, and gloves. So we were bundled up in a blanket. Yeah. And so so nobody really around you to high-five or celebrate. Can we talk about your experience last year with the guy that sat behind you? What, what are you doing? So before the game, he gives you guys the talk. According to Henry, he was talking about his Lamborghini in Florida. <laughs> 
So he was very nice and cordial to the boys. He was nice the whole game, but he talked about how great it is to be an NFL game, talked to the fans last year. And then about uh, 14 Miller Lite games <laughs> later, we heard the uh, bomb for the rest of the game. Every single bad call. Every single bad call, which was a loss by the Browns at the Seahawks last year. Um, <laughs> we could overhear him talking about his away brigadier. <laughs> yeah. Prove it. So, uh, so different experience, uh, different, different atmosphere, but I think it was still, you know, it was still good to be at the game, still good to go there, see the person. I think everyone, for the most part, was abiding by uh, all the COVID rules, regulations, and precautions they had in place. So I think it was, for the most part, a success there. But to the game, like, what an amazing game, maybe one of the better Monday night games in the last couple of years. Yeah. Talk to us about uh, what, what your thoughts were coming out from the game. I expected it to be blowout. I didn't know who would win, but – I thought it would be a blowout. Someone would take over. Then the Ravens going into the fourth quarter, they were up like 14. Yeah, up 14. Up 14 in the fourth quarter. Browns score. Browns score. Ravens have a three and out. Browns score again. Then I think no one does anything. Yeah, Ravens. Browns came back and scored. Uh, Chubb had that run. And at this point, then then uh, Lamar gets hurt, or... <laughs> or... <laughs> had some issues he had to take care of in the locker room. So he leaves, McSoley comes in, Trace McSoley from Penn State, comes in, throws the ball away, doesn't do much. Brown score. He goes down with an injury at the two-minute, right before, going into the two-minute warning, goes down with an injury. Lamar comes in and throws a touchdown. Lamar comes in, but he comes running out of the tunnel, right? Comes running out. Gives McSoley a hug, and then fourth and five, flips it to a wide open, wide open, was it Andrews or I forget who it was, but flips to a wide open guy for a touchdown. Browns come right back, score, leave score too much with time. Score a minute left. Ravens come back, score with seven seconds left. So what do you think, so, so what do you think it means to the, the AFC playoff race right now? So, I mean, Kansas City's, at 12-1, Pittsburgh, even with the loss to the Bills last week, are still 11-2. Buffalo's 10-3. Those three are – the top two are clinched, have clinched. Buffalo Has is not, right there. But they will. Then the, then the next, like, jam of teams is – All 9-4. Titans, Brown. so Browns are technically ahead of Titans since they have the tiebreaker. Yeah. So it goes Kansas City 1. Pittsburgh two, they're both clinched. Buffalo's ten and three, and they're number three. They'll be in Titans. No, Browns are four still. Titans are five, and then wait. Colts are six, and then Colts are six, and then Miami barely sneaks in, and Ravens are just left out to hang. So, so right now, after the, after the Colts, it's assumed they can hang on and get in. This year, there's seven teams in the playoffs, right? So this year, it's going to come – if it stays as is, it's going to be Dolphins 8-5, Ravens 8-5, Raiders are 7-6, and Henry's and Patriots. And Raiders are playing right now. Raiders are on right now. Producer Henry's uh, Patriots are hanging on for dear life. doesn't look like they will get in this year. Who do you think gets in as that seventh team? 
Honestly, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. You think the Ravens get in? Yeah. So for the remaining games here, right, let's just go quickly with the, with the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins play the Patriots, the Raiders, and the Bills. They're going to lose to the Bills. And then they're going to beat the Patriots. So they're nine and six right now. And then I'm going to say the Raiders is up. I'm going to say Josh Jacobs has a big game. And the Raiders win. Raiders win. So the, the, you think the ball's. The, wait, no, 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 wait. The, it depends because. Um, what's his name? Derek Carr just got injured in tonight's game. He got carted off the field, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so we're recording this right now at 926 on Thursday. And about 20 minutes ago, Carr goes out with a growing injury. So with that immediate news, you think? I think Dolphins win. You think Dolphins win that game and go 10-6. and six. And so tonight, uh, it's the Dolphins probably hang on. Win that, win that game. Then we have the Chargers, Dolphins, and Broncos left for the Raiders. What happens there? I, I, I think they're winning right now. So I say they beat the Chargers, lose the Dolphins, then beat the Broncos to go 9-7. Don't make it. So they're 9-7. Baltimore comes off the big Monday night, Monday night football victory. They have the Jaguars at home, the Giants at home, and at the Bengals. Yeah, that's like three wins right there. So they went out. So they go 11-5. and five. They get in, and that would then leave – that would then leave them as the seventh or maybe even the sixth seed, depending on what the other teams do. Yeah. So you think – anyway, you think they're the, they're the seventh team and there's yeah. your playoff race. Who do you think as of right now comes out of the AFC? What do you mean? Comes out of the AFC, AFC champion. Oh. That's what I mean. Come on, man. Um, obviously, Kansas City. No issues? Just go right through? I said. Who's their biggest threat? Who are the. Who are the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC? Thanks, Captain Obvious, for picking the second best team. Do you think <laughs> there's nobody else that you think can match up with the Chiefs? Yeah. Um, the Bills could. <laughs> And for the record, Jackson picks the third best team. Uh, really doing his homework on this one here at the AFC. I, maybe the Titans. Anywho. So you think they get out? You think the Ravens get in? Browns get in? Can the Browns win a game in the playoffs? Is the is team good enough? So they would be the four seed. Who, do, who would they play? Five? Uh, so the two would play the seven. Right. No, one place. Oh, no, one gets to buy. Only two plays seven, three plays six, four plays. No, yeah, four plus five. So they're going to probably play the Titans. Rematch. All I'm going to say is, I'm going to say Derrick Henry goes off in the first game in Titans win. Hopefully that's not the case for all the Browns listeners out there. Mm. Anyway, so that covers – so that's Jackson's, that's Jackson's week. Got a big gift. Got to go to Monday Night Football uh, and, get, and experience that with, uh, with, with limited fans and, and uh, but still saw a great game. 
Let's switch gears, right? Yeah. Our Dayton Flyers last week hung on in double overtime to beat Mississippi State down in Atlanta. Yeah, we were late for the Minster game because we were watching it. It was a, it was a difficult watch. Uh, missed opportunities on defense and on offense. Didn't play. We only went seven deep, I think, in the game. Just a, a tough game overall. Came out with a win, all that matters. What are your thoughts after that game and, and with the Flyers now 3-1 three three. and one with victories over Northern Kentucky, Eastern Illinois, Mississippi State, one loss to SMU? What are your thoughts? I mean, I honestly expected them to go 2-2 two and two in those four games. So now, I mean, they're, I'm projecting them to go around 15-7-ish. and seven -ish. And getting second or third in the A-10 uh, standings, regular season standings, I have them winning the A-10 title. In Brooklyn? In Brooklyn. Okay. How do you, so you, how do you think we do this Saturday against Ole Miss? I mean, I haven't really seen Ole Miss play, but from what I've heard, they've gotten a really good transfer, but – um, he was, like, one of the top transfers in the country, I think. But we also got a good transfer ourselves in Elijah Elijah Weaver. Weaver. Yeah, tell us about Weaver. So, 6'6", uh, six, uh, guard. Good frame on him. Looks like he has a good build to him. Out of USC. And, yeah. Yeah, so out of high school, he was a four-star recruit, right? So he's I think went he's, to USC and then transferred to Dayton, and will play on Saturday. I think he still has one more day to get, to get approved, but every everything that we're reading says he will play on Saturday. Yeah. He was the forty-fifth ranked player in the country, come out of high school. So has a lot of talent, has a lot of skill. Everything that we've heard is the lefty can score, um, maybe similar to like a, a Jordan Seibert ability to score, get in the lane. I don't know if he's as good of a shooter as Seibert, but they say he can really, really fill it up, especially in the A-10 conference with that, with that, with that frame on him at 6'6", and, you know, looks like over 200-plus pounds. Yeah. I think he'll have a lot of opportunities to score. Um, but it will definitely be a welcome addition, so we will uh, no longer be playing our, our, our walk-ons as our 6th, our 7th, and 8th guy out there. Uh, what's his name? Christian Wilson. Your boy, Christian Wilson. Hey. He was the uh, – he was like a walk-on last year. Played only when we were up by 30 in the final minutes, and now he's our sixth man. Now he's our sixth man. Uh, tell us about Ole Miss. So, they're, I think they're led by – their top three scores are all in double digits. Uh, Devontae Schuler's 17 that, game. Um, That's their guard. They got a transfer. I don't know. Yeah. So, I think it's Romello White came in from uh, – power forward came in from – Number four transfer in the country. Yep, from uh, Arizona State. Yeah. And so he's a big body for them. That could be an issue for Jordy and the guys down low. He's averaging 13 right now and 13 and seven rebounds. And then Luis Rodriguez, a sophomore, currently uh, was he at 10 points, six rebounds a game. So that looks like um, his just frame looks like uh, Ivy kind of. How tall is Ivy? About, yeah, he's 6'6", six, six, about the same. 6'6", six, six, Yeah, and if he's averaging uh, 20, so that'll probably be a good matchup. Be a good game. we got to come and out I strong. I think we got um, Rodney on the 
Shoulder, dude. Devontae Shoulder. Decent him up. He's our easily best defender. Decent him up like he did Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Um, I'm still holding strong. I still think Dayton holding strong. I, they've not done a lot to really change my opinion. That could that I could be swayed with the play of Elijah Weaver this week. We we can see how he does. Plus, we get in uh, a new one of our high school guys is graduating, coming early. I think he's already on campus, and he'll be playing here. Uh, over next the next game. game or two as well. So, um, you know, younger guy, but, you know, with his size, uh, we'll see how he can help us out as well. So I think we'll have – well, I guess where I'm going with this is we'll have a deeper bench here yeah. over the course of the next week or so with some – With some big-time talent. Um, so I think we win this weekend. I think we end up going 4-1 and one in the preseason. Have a week off before we start at home against LaSalle, and uh, we'll see how we do start the A-10. Yeah. That's a quick 8-10 update. We have a big pod coming here, hopefully over the weekend, with a big NBA preview. Big NBA news, Jackson, from the last 24 hours. Talk to us about it. Giannis has signed this Supermax with Milwaukee. A lot of rumors that other, he, other NBA stars were texting him, and Giannis was showing, showing those texts for the other Milwaukee Bucks executives, showing them what people were saying, trying to get him out of Milwaukee, come to their team and play. but. He ended up signing. He's going to stay. He's going to be there for another was it five years? I think there's an opt-out after after four years. So he's got this year plus four more. Um, also, Rockets are expanding Harden trade talks. Trade talks. What else you want to say about that? You're just going to read the top lines on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> and also, um, mainly because I heard he like missed a team meeting or missed practice. Did you see him? Looked a little chunky. Yeah. Looked a little thick. Didn't exactly look like he was in the weight room for the 70 days that he had off. Yeah, looked like he was, like, going to rappers' birthday parties. <laughs> Tell us about what you read. So, according to my sources, Tyler Birdman, James Harden <laughs> missed their preseason game because he was at a rapper's birthday party. <laughs> So Tyler read the story on ESPN that says he left and went to a rapper's birthday party. Yeah. Not exactly how you want to be getting focused for uh, a title run when you're if you're a Houston fan. <laughs> Got to be concerned about it. So either Maybe way, switch to the Nets. He wants to go to Brooklyn, but we'll have our big NBA preseason uh, predictions. Who Maybe we think Saturday. Saturday or Sunday, we'll pick who we want to uh, who we want to who we predict will win the divisions come out of the conferences and advance to the deep in the NBA playoffs. Also have some, uh, I think we went with some early predictions on MVP a couple of pods ago, but we'll have that up for everybody. Get that out for the weekend for the NBA season starts on Tuesday, Tuesday, December 22nd, 7 PM Warriors Nets. I think we got the league pass. We're going to be dialed in, give everybody all their updates every week on the NBA. All right, so that's all we got for today. Just a quick update. Quick update on the Monday Night Football game. Dayton Flyer preview for this coming week against Ole Miss. And uh, we'll be back here over the weekend with some more NBA stuff, more talk on Giannis, more talk on the NBA season, perhaps uh, another special guest here over the next couple episodes. Maybe. And that is the end of the 1-2-6 pod.